there. I'm Jill Griffin, and this is the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and strengths coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today, I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence and visibility, and reset your career with actionable steps towards a finer future. Ready? Let's do it. Well, hello there, and I'm really happy you're here today. I heard from so many of you after last week's episode on how to reduce anxiety and ease back into workplace re-entry after COVID was so helpful. I even had a few of you tell me that some of the tips that I gave could be really useful for re-entry after maternity and parental leave. I love hearing that. So thank you for the emails, the texts, the feedback. Again, I love hearing from you and I even love more that you've told me that this content is helpful for you and that you're relating to the podcast. That's why I do it. I want to help because I feel that sharing experiences is really how we process our own experience because we get to learn from others. So where we can learn to manage our mind, increase our visibility and level up our careers, it's a win-win, which brings me to today's topic. And it's rarely talked about because of fear of retaliation. It's the office narcissist. Sometimes the narcissist is also the bully, and sometimes the bully is also the narcissist, but not always. Sometimes a bully is not necessarily a narcissist. These personalities can be some of the hardest challenges to deal with in the workplace, especially when we're looking to uplevel our careers. And the narcissistic personality disorder is one of several types of personality disorders is a true mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance. They have a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. They often have trouble relationships and they have a lack of empathy for others. The narcissist is a person whose self-belief exceeds their own ability. They often think they're better or superior to you or others on the team. And they tend to belittle their colleagues They think that they're so unique and they get infuriated when others don't recognize their talents. They think the same rules don't always apply to them because they're special. So why are narcissists so damaging? Their personalities, traits, and communication style can be a blow to your self-esteem. It can lead to confidence issues because you're continually questioning and doubting yourself. There's a lot of crazy making that goes on with narcissists. And you know what? They are skilled communicators. They are often very strategic and very creative. And we usually like them at first. They can be motivating. They are found in leadership positions everywhere because they have ability to attract and inspire people. And often they have groupies who basically have fear pumping through their veins. They do their most significant damage to those around them over time. It's slow and insidious. You don't always see the slights or issues at first because you're confused by them. They brought you in. They like you. You like them. So you give them the benefit of the doubt. When you are in a narcissist's good graces, you will feel special 
because these narcissists create a sense of an exclusive community. I had a narcissist boss say to me once, you've now made it to the inner club and you'll get to see how things really work here. Welcome to the team. At that point, I'd worked so hard to get to where I was. So I was thrilled to finally be recognized for my contribution, not realizing that shortly I was going to see the dark side of it. When I think back, I absolutely loved her. She was brilliant, truly magnetic, smart, and I was excited when she asked me to join her team. She was charming, and she said we have big plans for what we're going to do together. But within about a week, I went from excited to anxious. I started to see the inside workings of the department, and it was a total house of cards. She was petty and insecure if anyone else on the team received a compliment and she didn't get one. And she made sure everyone knew that if you did get a compliment, it was because of her that you shined. It wasn't as charismatic and inspiring as it first seemed when I started to get in there. It took about six months of working closely with her and seeing her day to day to realize that something was pretty off. Every morning I'd come into work and see that little red light blinking on my phone. She would call me anywhere from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. to rant into my voicemail, often telling me how she didn't want the team to think. I'm not paying them to think. I'm just paying them to do exactly what I say. Later, she would scream and say, why doesn't anyone around here use their brain? There was always someone else to blame, but it was never her. And while I tend to find the humor in most things, I come to realize at a time my humor was a coping mechanism because I would find it hilarious that at one point she would say she doesn't want people to think and the next day she would freak out that no one was using their brain. Which is it? Something is really wrong with the situation and I began to realize after asking a lot of people and getting some coaching and some therapy that I was working for a narcissist. And studies show that anywhere from 40 to 90% of people experience narcissists in the workplace, or they've at least seen other people go through it. And the reason why this range of 40 to 90% is so wide is because it's usually not reported. So they're taking into account what they believe is the real situation. A narcissist tends to get triggered when you stop admiring them. You ask them questions, you stop feeding their ego, and now they believe that you're a threat. So they try to write you off quickly, or they kill you softly by destroying your professional reputation. The narcissist has a master's degree in gaslighting. They are super passive aggressive in their behaviors and their words, They will say a veiled remark and you wonder where that came from because you thought you guys were okay. And then you'll start to wonder what you did to offend. They're unreliable and they will not deliver even when they promise to. They will use anything against you and they'll also pit teammates against each other by creating a competition of who can do it best Olympics and then watching it unfold. They actually get a kick out of it. They will dominate meetings and often they will bully you. Everything they do is about controlling people. You are just a pawn in their world. And the narcissist, they love to see you sweat. They will never be clear. They will rarely put the direction in writing. 
And I worked for another narcissist who was responsible for writing and designing our business development collateral. And then he wouldn't share the document with you. He would promise you the document, but then he would never deliver. And then you'd be days or hours before the meeting and he'd like cut and paste a little paragraph into an email and say, sorry, he doesn't have time to give you the presentation. And then always happened a day or two later, you'd be in a presentation where, or a meeting where he'd be leading and suddenly he would have this gorgeously designed presentation. So he wouldn't deliver. He needed to look good and at the same time wanted to make sure that you looked bad. The charm and the magnetism is real. They will butter you up to get you on their team or on their side. They will win you over by showering you with compliments and opportunities for you so that they will gain your loyalty and then they will discard you. I always recommend to be friendly with them, but resist coming actual friends and avoid telling them anything that can make you vulnerable later. You'll see their true personality come out under stress. The narcissist talks a big game. They will tell you how they leap tall buildings in a single bound, how they broke world records, had the most amazing experiences, and they won't ask you a question about yourself. And if you attempt to engage and share your experiences, they will ignore what you've just shared, or they will get amped up and take it as a threat. You cannot shine when they are around. And if you do, you will be met with displeasure or they'll tell everyone that you got there because of what they did for you. And that's why you got the acknowledge point, the acknowledgement. They are the reference point for all good things that happen around them. They will never give anyone else credit. They may let a small compliment slip out, but it's only to keep you on their leash. Don't challenge them when they are on a roll. And while you may want to puke a little bit, I would recommend just letting it go or you'll find yourself their target. I remember a senior leader sitting me down once and telling me that my narcissistic boss's shadow was so big that I will never see the sun, that I should work my way to get rotated now or I will wilt on the vine and then be discarded. So it was known throughout his peers and throughout leadership. They will never talk about a failure. Okay, you say. So who really wants to talk about their failures in public? But mistakes and failures happen and they're not that big of a deal. And some of my biggest mistakes I look at as kind of funny now, but they can't see that humor. They can't see that failure can sometimes be a growth. And seriously, how are you at that level of a company and not had a failure? You had to mess up something at some point, but the narcissist has no failures. They will tell you they have the best connections and they will drop names. They will show you that they are influential, but it's also a threat because of who they know. They turn up the expertise offense when their peers or executive leadership is nearby. And very often they are in high ranks of the company. They may also be leaders, but so often when someone is at their level, there are less peers. Therefore, there are less checks and balances. So the behavior often continues. So I've just given you a lot of ways to identify the narcissist, to see their personality traits, and to hear some ways in which you may become entangled with them. So what do you want to do about it? 
Most clients tell me they won't go to HR because that tends to be that HR doesn't know how to manage it. The narcissist is smart. They couldn't get away with this behavior unless they were very talented. Leadership and HR struggle with what to do because it's hard to put your finger on the behavior unless there's a large infraction. So I recommend that you keep records, document everything, save screenshots and text messages. And if it's possible to forward any egregious emails to your personal email account, do so so you have them for for the future if you need protection. There are some additional tips for dealing with the narcissist, but you have to figure out what's best for you, your personality, and your particular work situation. As stressful or as scary as it may feel, you have to stand up for yourself and respond with facts, but only the facts. Separate story from fact, respond to the facts part of things. Don't respond to their tone or the perception or don't pile on that this isn't the first time this has happened. Just get to the facts. So when you get an exchange that feels threatening to you, you can decide what you want to do. You can excuse yourself and suggest that you finish up the conversation later when you're both in a better head place, or you can follow up the crazy making behavior with an email that states facts and not the drama. Simple, straightforward, responding to the facts. Next, diffuse the situation. We know the first rule of fight club is never talk about fight club. Same thing applies here. Don't call them a narcissist. Don't seek an apology because you will never get one. Find the way to do your work, but stay clear so you won't be the source of the next outburst. And I know this may be a hard thing to swallow, but is there a way that you can lay low until you can figure out your next steps? Don't wrestle with them. It's just not worth it. And try being as boring and as like pasty oatmeal as you can so they eventually lose interest in you. Lisa Romano is a relationship coach who specializes in narcissism, and she says that these three sentences very often will diffuse the narcissist. One, I can accept your faulty perception of me. Two, I feel sorry you feel that way. Three, your anger is not my responsibility. Next, get to a place in your head where you stop letting them get to you. I know it's totally whacked and I have worked for my fair share of those with narcissistic personality traits. I lost sleep. I overate. I overdrank. I didn't know how to manage my mind. I started to work with a coach so I can learn how to reset my mind and also get some techniques while I was being so triggered. Mindset tools helped until I could figure out the exit strategy. Next, You can get past it with mindset, meditation, therapy, coaching, and personal development work. In the end, you will know how to work with someone who has a personality disorder. And it's hard. But if you can find some compassion for them, again, this is a mental health issue. Perhaps you can find a way to shift some of your feelings about the situation. Carlin Borisenko, the author of Zen Your Work, suggests having a mantra or a pledge for yourself. The one she uses in her book is act with integrity, have compassion and empathy, even when others don't, and be of service to those around you. Finding a mantra or a pledge or words that you can use that you can tap into regularly to have some compassion and empathy both for yourself and the other individual is really going to help you get through the day-to-day. I also suggest getting a coach or a therapist who can help you deal with the constant stress and anxiety. 
Knowing how you want to or how you don't want to respond will be helpful so that you can focus and still get your work done despite the continued disruption. If this sounds like your scenario, you need to find the way to continue getting your work done under that person. At the same time, finding an ally elsewhere in the organization and using your connections to see if you can get transferred to another unit are the ways that you're going to figure out how to survive the day-to-day. Also, those allies, and if you're working with a therapist or a coach, they may also help you make a decision if it's time for you to actually leave the organization. All right, my friends, there is a lot here. So email me with your questions at hello at jillgriffincoaching.com and I'd be happy to answer them. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want more career and mindset tips, get on my email list by going to jillgriffincoaching.com. I'll also put that link in the show notes. But before you go, please rate and review this podcast as it helps me get the word out to people everywhere so they can also thrive in the workplace. I'll see you next time.